If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneurial experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, member of the Bunker Labs branding team. Today on The Transition, I revisit quarterly planning and how to set yourself up for success over the next 90 days using objectives and key results. Before I jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to the Transition newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. I also want to encourage you to check out my first book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step Into Greatness, available on Amazon at the link in the show notes as well. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope today's show accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What's going on, Bonker? Today, we're going to be diving into some quarterly planning. Now, I know I've covered the quarterly planning process a few times on this platform, but every 90 days, it's at the front of my mind, and I want to make sure I'm nudging you all to do some quarterly planning yourselves if you're not doing it already. Additionally, through my coaching with my company, Flawless Acceleration, and the work I've been doing with Ione University as a business advisor, I'm learning a lot of key insights that I want to pass along the more and more I do this process. So without further ado, let's dive right in. The first thing I want you to think about is that the 90-day window is an opportunity for you to execute a sprint. And you're going to live and die in 90 days. So a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we set these big, hairy, audacious goals for ourselves and our team, and it's easy to feel overwhelmed. and A lot of times, the reason you're feeling overwhelmed is because you haven't set a plan that allows you to eat that elephant one bite at a time. And that's what this 90 days is going to allow you to do. So we have to make sure we're setting the right goals, goals that are hard and are going to push ourselves and our team. But at the same time, they're not so audacious that not only are we unable to accomplish them, but that it sacks the confidence of ourselves and our team as well. Because a lot of times, If you try to do too much, you put too many objectives on the board too soon, you're setting yourself up for failure. So this is the art and science of being an entrepreneur is we want to build our confidence. And so we got to make sure that we can set goals on paper that we can realistically hit. And so the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to look back on the last 90 days. Okay, you set some goals for yourself. And I honestly, you probably didn't accomplish all of them. And if you didn't accomplish them, one of the reasons is probably going to be because you put too many. A lot of times we want to put three to five objectives up on the board and we say they're a priority, but we don't account for the day to day of running our businesses. And we already have the stuff that we have to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis as it is. And then we start adding on additional objectives that we want to hit. And if we're not keeping ourselves accountable, we're not tracking it with a scoreboard. We don't have eyes on until it's the end of the quarter. Then we start reviewing and we realize we're nowhere close to hitting those goals. So that's not going to happen to you today. 
because we're going to set you up for success right out the gate. So I want you to do a quick SWOT analysis. I want you to look back over the last 90 days and identify to yourself the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the trends that you see in your business and your industry. So I'll use Ironbound Media for an example as we go through this process. When I started the company in the summer of 2020, it was the pandemic. Podcasts were on a rise. I saw the perfect opportunity for it. And so I launched the, sh the company. And over the last few years, right, we've been selling podcast production services. Now, as I watch the industry and the market, though, one of the things I've noticed is that a lot of the bigger players in the space have folded, like Gimlet Media, Podcast that were bought by Spotify for a lot of money. And it appears that the podcast bubble has popped to outsiders. But for me, I still think it's a great opportunity for a number of different reasons. One, you have all these major media personalities going independent. You've seen people that lay it off from networks like Fox and ESPN. And the first thing that they're doing is setting up their own shows. And so what they're actually doing is growing the space for independent media. Additionally, when I launched the company, my value prop from the very beginning was not around growing shows and monetizing them off of ads. It was using the podcast platform to own your niche, to share ideas, right? To establish yourself as an authority. And by and large, we've done that. And so what we're doing now is continuing to build upon that while also introducing you know, our brand strategy capabilities because that's one of the things that fills me up. I like using podcasts and our other tools to help our clients really build what I call dog whistle brand. That's why I have the dog whistle brand and podcast, and that's working really well for us. One of the challenges, though, for us as well, is that I mentioned before that I've branched off. I've started doing coaching. And so that's limiting my time for deep work, for lead gen, for a lot of the other stuff I was doing the first few years, because essentially I'm just in a different space these days. And so that's what comes with the territory. But it has hurt the company a little bit because if I'm not doing lead gen for Ironbound Media, it's not happening. Right. And so I'm taking that into account as I set my quarterly objectives around building our authority machine of the podcast, our newsletter, social media content to automate lead gen without me having to always do direct one-on-one -on -one reach out. All right. But again, it all starts by really having some self-awareness. And that's what the SWOT analysis allows you to do. It really allows you to take that 30,000 foot view and just look at the overall picture of your company. And the thing with trends too, just like I identified with, you know, the podcast space going independent, trends are an opportunity for you to make a decision of, hey, we see this industry headed over here. We see these opportunities. Do we need to launch a new product or service to serve it? Do we need to reposition our company to take advantage of it? I don't know. You do because you know your space better than anyone else. But this is why you got to be, you know, you've got to carve out deep work time to read listen to podcasts, and really think about this stuff, and then articulate it to your team. Once you go through your SWOT analysis, the next step is to ask yourself, okay, we need to set some quarterly objectives and that we can hit. This is where people make the mistake, right? Your first time doing this process, right? You set these objectives of like, oh, we want to generate $5 million in revenue over the next 90 days. But if you haven't validated your business model, if you don't have any paying customers, right, like chances of that happen aren't so high, right? So 
What I want to encourage you to do is I don't want to necessarily I'm going to go ahead and say I want you to slightly lower your expectations. And when I say that, I'm speaking from the the lens of that we overestimate what we can get done in a year and underestimate what we can get done in, say, 10 years. And when people are saying that, what they're not saying is like, hey, don't have this. Don't not set a hard goal. All we're asking you to do is just realize that it's a process. And so with the understanding of where you want to go, we need to think through and say, okay, what makes a good quarterly objective for us to to set as that North Star for the next 90 days? Now, if you are under $100,000 a year in revenue, I'm going to encourage you to set a quarterly objective around either revenue or validating your business model, which I think kind of ties hand in hand. So let's say I'm launching a new tech product, getting ready to go to market. And I say, you know, my quarterly objective is at the end of 90 days, because you want to place yourself in the future, we have validated the business model for X, Y, and Z, right? And that's your new product. Then from there, you're going to introduce a key result, right? And a key result is a milestone that lets you know you're closer to hitting that quarterly objective. So it could say something like, you know, we've generated $100,000 in revenue, right? We have a pipeline of 50 potential new customers, right? And then maybe you have something else on there of we form we form strategic partnerships with X, Y, and Z, right? So we set that objective for ourselves around we want to validate the business model for this new product and the key results letting us know, hey, are we close? So if we're looking at our revenue numbers, it's saying, hey, you know what? We're not any closer to validating that business model than we thought. Maybe we need to pivot or add better yet at the end of 90 days. If we don't accomplish this, then we might need to, you know, look at identifying a new target market to go after something along those lines. But you want to put that up front and center. Now, if you haven't validated your business model, I'm telling you that needs to be your sole focus, right? Sales, lead gen, validating the business model. And this is where a lot of y'all, when you first start out, you're going to be spending your time in all these non-revenue generating conversations. You're trying to shake hands and kiss babies too soon. When what you really need to do is book your calendar with sales calls, with prospecting, with going to events and meetups to meet people and connect and see if you can get them in your pipeline. That's the only thing that really matters, I believe, for that first kind of 100,000 you know, really validating your business model because you want to make this real. If you're spending all this time, energy, and resources into this business idea of yours, you want to make sure sooner rather than later, you're not just running, running around with your tail between your legs and you're not spinning around on a hamster wheel. And I know so many peers that I've come through different programs with, whether it was the Veterans and Residents Program or it was an incubator program here in Newark that never really achieved liftoff. And I think it's because they didn't spend enough time early on validating that business model. So that's why I'm so big on that core objective first, right? Now, let's say you've already validated your business model, okay? The next step we got to ask ourselves is, okay, what is going to allow us to make the most impact in our business over the next 90 days as it relates to our long-term goal, right? So I have a big idea that I briefed to my team. I want Ironbound Media to be the number one brand strategy firm for veteran-owned businesses. So when vets say, hey, I'm struggling with branding, I want them to instantly come to Ironbound Media. That's one of the reasons I introduced Dog Whistle Branding 
was to expand our reach beyond just podcast production, but really strategic partners that understand brand strategy at a high level. I want to be able to teach workshops. My next book is probably going to be Dog Whistle Branding, where I'm writing about building veteran-led brands, things like that. And so in order for that to happen, right, one of the things that we have to have is an authority machine. And what I mean by that is people do business with those they know, like, and trust. And one of the ways I get people to know, like, and trust us is through creating educational content. But one of the challenges we have is that it is not automated yet. It's still very mechanical. And one of the things I'm going to take off my armor I struggle with is discipline, right? And to be a good entrepreneur, you've got to be consistent, right? You've got to execute key tasks on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. And I can find myself, you know, getting scattered at times, you know, because I'm just not the spreadsheet ninja managing the content calendar and all that other stuff. I have a team that helps me, but I'm not nearly as efficient and disciplined as I would like to be. That's one of my weaknesses. So my quarterly objective at Ironbound Media is to build the Ironbound Media authority machine, segmenting our place as a go-to resource for brand strategy for veteran entrepreneurs. When I think about the key results, it's going to allow us to generate upwards of $100,000 in revenue for Q3. All dog whistle branding and transition content is edited and uploaded at least five to seven days prior to its release, and our lead generation is automated to the best of our ability and no longer solely reliable on me for one-on-one reach out. Now, there's an implied task here though as well. This means that we need to create an ideal work week that maximizes deep work, efficiency, and revenue generation. Let me go back to another weakness I've identified is I'll set my calendar up, have podcasts scheduled, I have all this stuff going on, and then I'm not, I don't have enough time for deep work. Because when you're creating content, right, it's not something that you can just do in between Zoom, read, Zoom meetings, right? You've got to carve out time to do this. When I was writing Black Veteran Entrepreneur, I was at the coffee shop every morning from like 9 to 12 just writing. But once, you know, I get busy, you start to get a little bit more successful, right? You realize that you start just having all these meetings and different things on your calendar, and it's getting you away from the stuff that actually made you successful, which is why I'm always emphasizing y'all. Make sure you're doing non-revenue. Make sure you're avoiding non-revenue generating conversations because meetings isn't always revenue generating, right? So just make sure you're aware of that. Now, I have another objective that I'm setting, which is finishing recording the audiobook version of Black Veteran Entrepreneur and having it submitted for publishing. This is something I've been struggling with because, again, between the different podcasts, between the coaching personal life, et cetera, right? This project that I've been having on the docket for a while, this audio book was supposed to be done a few months ago. It's not done yet. And so I went ahead and put it as a quarterly objective. It's my second quarterly objective. And the key results will be that all necessary recording sessions are booked and confirmed. Updates are passed along to our publishing company. And then with the audio book complete, I'm now able to begin work on my next book. All right. Now, Those are two objectives that I've set up, but honestly, the priority is the first. So I have been encouraging more and more of you and ever set, instead of setting three quarterly objectives, I want you to set one to two at most with the first one being the main priority. 
Because when we plant this flag in the ground and we brief our teams or we brief our advisors and mentors, you know, we want them to hold themselves and ourselves accountable to hit them. We're not just writing this stuff just to make ourselves feel good. We believe that if we can actually accomplish this, it's going to get us closer to our long-term goals. And so when you think about that, right, you say to yourself, okay, does it make more sense to write three different goals? Or maybe I should just put one big overarching goal and focus hard on accomplishing it, right? So that's what I'm going to encourage you to do. Now that you have them, I want you to actually want you to make sure you write these out. You can use a Google Doc. You can use a whiteboard. For the longest time, I use a whiteboard. But it's these goals need to be, these objectives, sorry, need to be front and center. And the next thing that we have to do is set up some kind of accountability. Now, what I'm doing on my end is making sure that we have a scoreboard. So at the end of every week, I'm going to set some metrics around each of these goals, whether it's, you know, the content that's produced, the number of active clients, new revenue, new leads, et cetera. And I'm going to put it on a chart and I have an administrative assistant that's going to help me keep track of it. So my goal is that the, every Friday, you know, we're going to wrap up the week by looking and saying, hey, where we are, where do we score? Because these objectives need to stay top of mind. I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing. You need some kind of way to track this. If you have a mentor, if you have an accountability group, let them know what you want to accomplish over the next 90 days and have them hold you accountable with your weekly check-in. So every week you come, boom. This is important for a lot of you that are solo entrepreneurs. I know a lot of us, you reach out to me. I know y'all are in the trenches alone, but you still need some kind of accountability. Again, even if it's just joining a free program or hiring a coach solely for that purpose, it's going to make all the difference in the world. And once you have that set up, right? You start getting after it and you start learning. You got to do an assessment each week and ask yourself, hey, what's working? What's not working? What's getting me closer to this goal? What's pulling me away from this goal? You know, I travel a lot. I mean, I'm looking at my travel schedule over the next 90 days. And that's something that I also need to be able to factor in and articulate to my team because travel throws me off. It throws me off from my fitness goals. It makes it difficult to schedule recording sessions. Because the other thing that I have a tendency to do is when I'm traveling somewhere, I'm quick to extend if I'm not feeling a certain way because travel is just something that just stresses me out. And so how does that affect things? So my window to actually accomplish these objectives is actually smaller than I really anticipated. So I don't even have a full 90 days, right? I might only have, you know, 70 or so. So you need to be able to make sure that you're also factoring that in. And so let's review real quick, okay? So we got our SWOT analysis. We've looked back and we've, we've, we've realized, hey, what opportunities we have in our industry, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of our company, okay? We've used that info as well as our experience over the last 90 days to establish some quarterly objectives that build our confidence, that press us, but we can realistically hit. And then we also set up some form of accountability, whether it's in a coach, an accountability group like veterans and residents or, you know, CEO circle that we can do check-ins with to let us know, hey, where are we at with these objectives that we set? And then once you do all of this, you've set yourself up for success for the next 90 days. 
Now, again, it is not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. You know, life happens, breakups, right? You know, people get sick, etc. But as long as you have this plan, it gives you a North Star to work towards. And there's some resources I have to help you if you're having trouble setting these out, setting these objectives. Number one is I had Christina Waki on the podcast. She wrote a book called Radical Focus. Check out the interview I did with her, but also want to encourage you to purchase the book. It's a great resource for understanding the OKR process. She breaks it down. And uh, I mean, I need to go back and reread it, especially the more and more I'm going to start teaching this stuff. The other thing is I want you to make sure you find that accountability group. So if you need to pause the podcast right now, you know, and go searching online or something, do it because it's going to be a game changer in your business. And then what I'm also going to try to do is I'm going to commit to writing a blog post on the OKR process. I, I can't remember if I've done, done it already. I probably just didn't submit it. But we've got Keith on the Bunker team who's been putting out these amazing you know, blog posts. And I want to write one on objectives and key results. So let me get these resources done for you. And then I'll push it out to you as my audience here at The Transition. So I hope this is helpful. I want you to have an awesome 90 days. If you have trouble, if you get stuck, do me a favor and reach out to me on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman or shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org. I really appreciate when y'all reach out to me. It lets me know that there's someone out there. I can see the downloads, obviously, but I'm not as far away as you all think I am. You know, this is your platform. We're here to serve you. And so I, I love engaging with you. I love the messages that you all send. It warms my soul. So feel free to reach out to me. And if there's anything I can do to help you all or here at the bunker, whatever we can do, you know, please let us know. So until next time, everyone, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.